0: The world as you know it has ended. The worlds as you don't know them yet are waiting with open arms. This is the Durgans and Dargans podcast. Welcome to Durgans and Dargans. I'm your dungeon master, Ben. With me today is Aaron.
1: Hello, I'm Aaron. You never do me first, but uh, I uh, I will be playing Darren Buccaneer, the Minotaur Sorcerer.
0: Also with me today is Matt.
2: Hello, my name's Matt. I'll be playing Jet, the Gnome Fighter.
0: And, of course, Charles.
3: I'm Charles, and I usually never go last, and I don't know how I feel about this, but <laughs> I'm playing Rural Surname, the Human Wizard.
0: This is a podcast all about how people feel about things. So we're going to be going on to talk more about how we feel about all various things in the world. No, this is a D&D Real Play podcast, and we are a podcast for the whole family as long as your whole family is into intense, bloody adventures. We are going to take Dungeons & Dragons seriously with all of the, <laughs> the high adventure but we're not going to teach your six year old any unfortunate vocabulary words. All right. So, you, the party, have all had a long day of shopping, which is its own brand of exhausting, and an even longer few days before that in Selvagian Moss, scavenging for the professor. You are all currently back in your quarters, in the deep sleep of people who have worked hard and are now resting. But your sleep is not wholly uneventful. You all realize that you are in a dream, a shared dream, a rare, rare event. You look around and you can see each other, Jet, Darren, Runel. You are all standing in a cathedral-sized glass box beneath a ceiling of mist glowing a faint blue color. Beneath the glass on the floor and behind the glass on the walls is an inconceivable collection of spinning gears of all sizes and metals. And from the mist comes a voice. I think I know who you three are. What? I think I know who you are.
1: Would you mind introducing yourself?
0: I do not know who I am. I have forgotten. Something made me forget.
3: Then who are we? Who who is as you presume us to be?
0: You are travelers. You have been places.
2: <laughs> yes. So have most- oh
3: yeah, you narrowed it down there, Bucko.
2: Do you have any slightest idea how little that narrows it down?
3: <laughs> I I think you, sir, are a voice. <gasps> oh, I got it. Do you, you see how ridiculous you sound right now?
0: I am more than a voice. I think you can call me X.
3: Oh! Did no. you used to be called Twitter? Uh. No.
2: <laughs> no. So no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh. Oh. Uh.
0: Uh. You have traveled to places. I want to know about the places you have been. I can tell you've been to different. Universes? I think this is the word. What universes have you been to?
2: Quite a few. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know how we got here, what's going on. How could? How do? How could we trust you? How, how do we know we don't just spill the beans and then use this against us? This is just a
3: voice that we're hearing?
0: This is a voice you're hearing coming from a glowing blue mist.
1: Are we aware we're dreaming?
0: Uh... <laughs> roll a uh, a wisdom check
1: wisdom is a negative one that's still a sixteen
0: uh yeah you can tell you're dreaming
1: well I, I will say if a creature can enter our dreams it probably won't have much difficulty entering the rest of our lives it might already know a lot of what we are not mine <laughs> you're dreaming too jet what? otherwise I'm somehow dreaming of your real life because I know I'm dreaming.
2: Well, I ain't saying nothing with that unless, he, unless you tell us why you want to know all this. Is that why do you want to know?
0: I think that it will help me remember who I am. Like the Lion King?
1: <laughs> well, I can understand and relate to that feeling. Um, what do you want to know?
0: Tell me about where you've been. The universes.
1: I will only speak from my experience, uh, we went to, we come from a world not of this one. We come from a, I forget what it's called, what they designated it here and what they called it in that world.
2: We don't need to mention but, that part, but anyway, we come from a different place.
1: I was going to actually say where we were from. They call it, uh, the boring world, I guess is what they called it. It was quite eventful for us. They deemed it necessary for destruction. And so we have no
0: home. Tell me about the boring universe.
1: There's a lot to say.
0: It was home.
1: It was full of great evil and great good.
0: Tell me about it being home.
3: My family was there. my, My
2: university
3: was there. everything that I learned about the world everything I've dedicated my life to that was that world and I Mm. quite frankly found it far from boring thank you
0: have you been anywhere else
3: there was a trash place I didn't like that one
1: (laughs) yes um, (laughs) uh, a land a flat plain full of refuse and garbage and so far, that's been it. Or the...
3: Don't forget the worms. And the spice. Yes,
1: it was the gross worms. And snakes.
3: And pigeons.
1: A lot of slithering things.
3: And a big deep fryer.
1: That too. Uh, and then there was the, the white in between. The, the the junction, they call it.
0: Tell me about the junction.
1: I hate it. It's so cold and empty. And well, full of life and art and uh, people. It's it's empty, it's soulless, it's manufactured, it seems like.
3: I said, it's, it's kind of loud, too, right, guys? Yeah, like... Ah.
1: Yes. It's not... It, there's never a moment's peace.
3: And I don't want to say, like, a bad smell, but just, like... You don't want to smell it all the time.
1: No, not really. And there's... There's no sun.
3: There are many people.
2: Too many. Like, the cities that I grew up in, but... It just keeps going, and it doesn't end.
0: Where are the people from? Everywhere, I suppose.
2: You name a place, they're there. Hmm. Thank you.
0: I think that we will meet again. And then the dream ends, and you guys wake up in your beds. Are we still
1: in different rooms, Uh, or are we in a... Yes,
0: you are are still in different rooms.
1: Okay. Um. What in the world was that? Do we wake up, like, feeling groggy at all? Do we wake up feeling, like...
0: You wake up feeling super rested.
1: Oh, interesting. Interesting.
0: You wake up, and you have a hearty breakfast. Uh, there are some whole wheat pancakes for Runel. Uh, there are a big bowl of, like, scrambled eggs and sausage for Woo! jet and Darren. Meat. As you're just finishing up breakfast, there's a knock on the door. And there is the uh, friendly automaton that you've met before. He says, "Hello, uh, Professor Absentine would like to see you in his office. Thank you." By this time, you know the way there. All right. You pop on over to Professor Absentine's office, and he says, "Oh, oh well, oh, it is it is good to see you all again. I I trust you had an an excellent shopping episode. I, it's a shopping trip." And uh, I have a a new mission for you, a new task. Uh, this will be quite quite different from the last. Um, what is it? It will be in the comedy universe, Humnoria. Uh oh.
1: How?
0: However. Uh, first, uh, I would like to ask, uh, since you have been to Salvagian Moss, did you have any recommendations for updates to the Handbook of the Observable Multiverse? Uh, after all, the, um, I do run the epi, the Extra Pages Publishing Emporium, and we publish the Handbook of the Observable Multiverse.
3: Do you have any, like, special writing instruments that you fill that out with? Like like a special Epi Pen?
0: Oh yes, you, absolutely. <laughs> you and you've it. actually yeah. asked me that before. I I have several Epi Pens. Did we really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was in. Yeah. I also like. I this is the first episode
3: like that. that we're recording early morning, and you choose to send us to the yeah. comedy universe. Yeah. And I feel like that's intentional yeah. because yeah. you <laughs> want to be the funniest one here.
2: Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah we're like oh no, we gotta
1: go. I gotta be funny. Oh this no, episode. here's
0: the thing: you guys are gonna be telling jokes too. That's how this works.
1: Is, this, is um, this all just gonna be puns? Are we just gonna go there and everyone speaks in puns and, and sarcasm?
0: You will find out.
1: Oh yay!
0: <laughs> but he he does want to know if you have any updates for the handbook of the observable multiverse. Uh, he says that you will be paid for um, for any updates that you have that that are able to be confirmed.
1: We should mention the tower.
3: There's at least one less trash worm than was there before. Yes. That'll be twenty gold, please.
0: <laughs> well, one less trash worm in a a wizard's tower where time passes oddly. Hmm. That that might make it into the warning section about the wizard's tower, so if that can be confirmed, uh, perhaps about the time you return from your next mission, uh, I will be able to pay you fairly handsomely for that. That's, that's worth knowing. Um, also,
1: I don't know if uh, it's mentioned, but they should mention how much of a delicacy and how weird the meat of a sandworm can be, that it should be avoided eating, um... Unless consumed properly.
2: Although I will say, when prepared right, that can, uh... That me can have some uh, interesting effects. Ow! Jet shocks himself again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I kind of love the fact that you, you cannot control Shocking Grasp at all. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's always activated and you're just like... <laughs> a,
3: a quick note on that wizard tower, though. There is a maze leading up to it. And uh whoever constructed this tower and maze um, they won't be expecting you to cast warding wind um, to, to blow away this the psychic mist that's there so that should definitely make it into the handbook again, whoever created the maze will not be expecting that.
0: <laughs> uh. Yes, well, okay. I'll be sure to add that into my extensive multiversal notes for next time.
2: (laughs) One more thing. This ain't for the handbook. This is just talking to you. Well, you're the only one that is taking care of us while we're on the run still. When we were there, we found ourselves in a little cave of sorts. And we found, well, as far as we can tell... Uh, evidence of junk from our universe, but like, didn't they just? It was all destroyed, and we were all like, "What?"
0: Huh? You know, I I don't know what they did to eradicate your universe. I I'm not sure what magic or technology was used. Whether things were. Uh, uh, obliterated from existence entirely, or moved, or um, hmm, taken away somewhere else. Uh, it is perhaps uh, a mystery.
1: Then can I uh, possibly ask you to look into it? Because one of the things that we did see uh, when our universe was getting destroyed was these flying ships. It's the thing we crashed in on when we came here. But the best way to describe what we saw was beams of nothing. It was like a shot of nothingness pierced the planet and just took everything in that beam with it. So if you could look into what that could possibly
0: be... I, I think perhaps that uh, you know for sure that not all of those beams destroyed things... Uh, perhaps none of them did you will have to keep an eye out I seldom leave the junction if ever I can't recall the last time I did uh, but you will be my eyes and my ears out in the multiverse perhaps you will find something in hubnoria that will <clears throat> uh, explain a little bit more of this conundrum
2: one more, one more question is there anyone else besides you that we can trust would might know things about our universe or without reporting us?
0: I don't know of anyone who would know more. You may trust Roderick, Roderick Stockenberg, um, and you may trust the young boy Peace. Uh but I uh I do not know of someone who would know more than I do who you can also trust. Good to know. Anyway, in preparation for this mission, it is probably best to read the handbook entry for Humnoria. Uh, Mr. Jet, it looks like you have the the handbook.
3: Yes, he is our most avid reader.
0: (laughs) I could tell. A bright young man. Pop it out. Open it. It greets you cheerily. Hello! I'm Tom, the Handbook of the Observable Multiverse. It looks like you want to know about Humnoria. Humnoria, Universe KEK 13115, the Comedy Universe. Humnoria is a spacious universe with a single habitable planet, a planet of jokes, teases, gags, and puns. It functions much as other worlds do, however, their magic is powered by laughter and they have found ways of containing and releasing this magic for the purposes of powering lifts, seeing the future, exploding their enemies and boiling their water. The ruling class of the world are their comedians who strive to be as funny as possible so that they can absorb the laughter from their fellow beings and contain it in the amulets they wear around their necks. Normal magic will still function there, but it must be paired with humor, or its effect is lessened. Surprisingly enough, Hamnoria is a rather warlike world which often engages in long and bloody conflict. Their world's government cycles through enough presidents, dictators, monarchs, oligarchies that it is useless to list them here, since in the time it takes from the publication of this book to the readers reading it, the government will have changed upwards of six times, with a staggering body count with each successive revolution. It is thought that if they were not limited by the fact that their magic requires real, sincere, honest-to-goodness laughter, they would have destroyed their entire universe centuries ago.
1: Did it used to run on fear? I just gotta ask.
0: Thankfully, their humor magic is impotent outside of their own universe. Warnings. Do not travel to Humnoria during one of their power struggle conflicts. Power struggle conflicts can spring up at any time. (laughs) Best of... The best food in Hamnoria can be found in the Laugh Track Tavern in the southern seaside of Charlieville. Be sure to order their broiled lobster with the secret butter. And, if you should happen to learn the secret of the butter, do your best not to think about it while eating your meal. <laughs> lobster from a diner? It's a tavern. La- Laugh Track Tavern. Oh. Continue. The best shopping in Hubnoria can be found in the city of Westerly Hills, where the shops are not cheap, but they are delightful to see with enormous magical displays on their exterior and may contain many wonderful items often powered by laughter. The best gossip can be found in the aptly named establishment The Wagging Tongue, a comedy club in sometimes capital city of Harrow Heights, where the theme of the comedy is The Lives of the Rich and Powerful, and for the purposes of their comedy, the humorists tell every secret of those rich and powerful that they think they can get away with. Oh, dear. So, uh, the professor watches you close the book and says ah uh, well ah uh, the mission is somewhat urgent there it is currently a time of peace in humnoria uh, pardon i didn't get great sleep last night ah uh, and in this time of peace i am looking to do a significant favor for a friend uh, my my friend Hubert is perhaps the funniest person in Humnoria his very voice starts people chuckling ah uh, And he is currently in hiding because he doesn't want to be used as a weapon of war. Uh, He and I have been exchanging letters for perhaps several years now. And he is determined to escape Humnoria once and for all and put his comedic talent to use in less violent ways. In exchange, he is going to allow me to study him for a while as part of my uh, general studies of the comedy universe and comedy in general. Uh, But he is unable to escape on his own because he is too recognizable and his voice will get people laughing wherever he goes. So your job is to extract him from Humnoria and get him back to me using the following steps... First, you will travel to Humnoria and be met by a contact of mine, Gregory Mountebank. He will meet you at the entrance. He will guide you to a secret society of comedians who want to end the bloodshed (laughs) and protect powerful comedians who want to escape the wars. You must negotiate with this secret society to learn the location of Hubert. Only they know. And then you must find him and, using the bag of hold person, clandestinely bring him back to me here. Uh, The bag of hold person uh, kind of conceals itself as a bit of a coin purse, so you shouldn't have too much trouble with customs sneaking him in and out. I'm glad we have the bag of old person because if he is as
1: funny as you say then there's no way we would be able to complete this mission
0: i have never actually heard his voice myself but i'm told it is quite humorous all right so uh he says all right if you're ready to go then go uh roderick will meet you at the entrance of my uh my compound here um and you guys walk to the door of the compound Roderick meets you there and says, Hello. It's good to see you again. Uh, this will be a, a bit of a short walk. Uh, I have things to do as well, but it is it is always good to see you.
1: Uh, wait a second. This is the first time we've seen you in a year. Are you
0: not surprised? We were supposedly dead. You work for the Professor. You get used to things like that when you work for the Professor.
1: Fair. Fair enough.
0: He he looks slightly older. Maybe a year older. That tracks. Um, so he, he leads you through the junction and leads you to another entrance and it looks aside from a giant trash cannon fairly similar to the entrance to salvagian moss there is a long white pillared hallway uh, that seems like it goes on and on forever and in front of it there are two desks and the other difference between this and salvagian moss is that while there are a a Bureau of Universal Transportation, a Buttes, desk uh, for incoming and outgoing. There's an IRS booth for incoming uh, at the second desk. But there's also a fourth person there who seems like they are a incoming uh, incoming customs for the comedy universe. The Trash Universe not having its own government isn't going to have a representative there, but it looks like the comedy universe does.
1: I guess we'll start with Buttes.
0: You guys get in line and you walk up to the the Butes Official and he says Hello Oh you sound
1: just as dead inside as the other one
0: did. Amulets, please. <laughs>
1: I just, you know, of course flash my barbarian amulet.
2: And my gnome amulet. And my axe. <laughs> <laughs> No, my. Uh,
1: Are you the only one who doesn't have an axe amongst us?
3: I don't have an axe. I have a little stabber. And in terms of amulets, you got a casino universe. Well, amulet. I also had the bureaucrat amulet, but it's the casino universe yes. one. Is my uh, incognito bling.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, he just looks at him.
3: And he's so bored. I mean, I know.
2: Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Show me yeah. some
3: more <laughs> interesting in in amulets, please. <laughs> he gives
0: a big yawn, and he um, he gives a big yawn, and he just kind of like waves you and says, "All right, go ahead, next desk." You pop over to. The comedy desk and this bright eyed, smiling wide young woman says, "Ah, uh, hi. Hey, good to see you. Uh you're coming to the comedy universe. What is the purpose of your visit? To laugh.
1: Um, yeah,
0: we are going to can we
2: sidebar have discussed this before?
0: <laughs> yeah, so we can we can pretend that you've discussed this before. You know what? Here, here's here's the thing. How about you guys discuss this real quick while well, I go grab yeah. some coffee? Lord have
1: mercy. <laughs> What is our <laughs> What is our cover is story? It? Cause I almost said uh extraction.
3: <laughs> I think we're just here for the for the show. We wanna laugh. We're there to see the great clown Pagliacci. There you go. <laughs>
2: we're we're gonna go to the um what were the we okay, want to, one one we of the tavern to, that he mentioned?
3: Was it Laugh Track Tavern or something? Yes, that sounds right.
1: I want to know the secrets of the mud.
3: Oh, yeah, that's good. We should bring that up. All right. So let's each have a reason for being there. I think Jet's reason has got to be the butter. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's Jet. Jet is just there for the butter. <laughs> All right. I'm back.
0: So uh, she, she asks you, what is your purpose in visiting the comedy universe?
3: Go for it, Bruno. We are here to see the great clown Pagliacci.
0: That sounds like a a grand old time. I saw him, uh, man, maybe a couple years back. Uh, Do you really have tickets? Those are hard to come by.
1: Yes. uh, Well, he's going to at least see the clown. I am there to see and learn the secrets of the butter of the Laugh Track Tavern.
0: (laughs) That's a popular choice. Uh, Well, good luck. Uh, Please make sure you don't get into any trouble.
2: (laughs) Ha <laughs> Well, he, he stole my thunder. I want, I want butter. We can both get butter. Well, there's plenty of butter
0: pretty much everywhere. And the secret butter is very secret, so good luck.
1: I don't like how cheerful she is. She's too cheerful to be a government official. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one last thing. Here, each of you take this. And she hands you an inexpensive-looking amulet. And explains, these uh, These will allow you to convert humor, laughter, into magical energy. Uh, if you have any magical spells that you can cast, uh, they will only have partial effect in the comedy universe, unless you have one of these and are able to make someone in your immediate vicinity laugh. Uh-oh. I
1: understand. So, guys... That's it, guys. I'll stay here. I'm not funny. This isn't going to go anywhere. <laughs>
0: um... <laughs> How the mechanic is going to work for this, guys, is that you, in, in order to cast a spell, for it to have its full effect, any spell, you're going to need to make someone laugh. And that can be a fellow party member, that could be someone around, played by me, the DM, but you're going to need to crack a joke, and you're going to need to make someone really laugh.
1: Any of our spells.
0: Any of your spells.
2: Well, oh, I, I don't well, have gonna. any. I
0: don't
2: have any No, spells.
0: so Jet, you're in the clear.
2: But Jet, you don't magic. have to be funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what you can do though, Jet, is that if someone else is struggling, you could crack a joke for them and help them cast their spell.
1: Though now I must say, this episode is gonna be horribly unfunny because now that we're trying to be funny, nothing is going to work. <laughs> I
0: will I will allow you you can Google jokes, you can look something up. Um it's the delivery is everything. Remember the the difference between a good joke and a bad joke, timing. Um uh, so yeah. Yes. Does, yes. Time does,
2: does the people that have to laugh is that have to be in game or or out of game?
0: That that has to be real life. You have to make. Uh, no, I laugh pretty easily. I'm fairly easily amused. This is not an impossible task. Um, but yeah, you gotta make you gotta make someone laugh. Um, so that means one of us four. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, all right. Um. So, uh, she says, Okay, then, carry on. Enjoy your time in the comedy universe. Don't die. Uh, So, you walk down the hallway. And it seems very similar to the Salvagian Moss hallway. You pass seamlessly from one universe into another. As you exit through the entrance of Omnoria, you see a crowded square beyond the White Pillars. Uh, There is laughter everywhere. There are people shouting to buy wares. It it looks kind of tourist trappy. There's a lot of booths around, and there are uh, large carpets with wares spread around. There's pins and shirts that are like oh yeah I laughed myself to death in the comedy universe or like I yeah. heart the comedy universe very very touristy um, and you see over in one corner there's someone standing on an overturned barrel uh, kind of street preaching uh, talking about oh, in the end laughter will only bring tears it is better to cry now than it is to laugh your whole life um and as you take all of this in, the sights, the smells, the bright colors, the noises, a very tall person is standing off to the side of the entrance holding a sign that says Professor A. Uh,
1: uh-huh. we should at least uh try going to that one, I
0: think. Yes. You guys walk up to this tall person and he says, "Ah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, you must be the party sent by Professor Absentee." Gosh, Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> I am, uh. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for a good laugh. That uh, helps me charge my amulet here. Anyway, um. You guys must be the party sent by Professor Absentine. I am, uh. <clears throat> I am Gregory Mountebank. And I am here to, uh. Hmm, well, take you to another place. I think he, uh.
3: Should have. I wanna get to know this guy. I really wanna, like. I wanna know what makes him tick. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all, all right. So, how does this uh, guy smell? Does he smell like lemony? Uh,
0: make a uh, make a perception he, check. He smells more
1: like raisin bread
0: actually.
1: Uh, that's
3: a four.
0: Uh, you can't quite. He smells like he's baking something, but you can't tell what. Uh, there's a lot of smells going on in this in this marketplace. There's a like a candied chestnut uh stall over, and you just smell mostly that. So, as he turns and says, "Huh, Follow me. And you guys start heading towards one of the several uh, streets leading away from this market square. The street speaker speaks up even louder and says, Tears! 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 These are the real power! Brothers! Let us make them cry! And several hooded figures in the marketplace, throw hoods back, and you see beneath those hoods, there are sad-faced theatrical masks. Several of them pull out daggers, and several of them hold their hands up with the light of spells, and they begin attacking pretty indiscriminately. And some of them start heading towards you. Please everyone roll initiative.
3: I turn to the tall guy and say, quick, what are the rules of engagement?
0: Ah, uh, We had, uh, honestly, let's just get out of here. Let's, um, they're they're going to fight us but let's um yeah the police might come so let's let's just fight our way out of here uh let's head for the uh the alley straight ahead that one you have in between you and this alleyway uh two cultists and two cult fanatics who are blocking your escape uh everybody have we rolled initiative yet i got a dirty 20 Okay. Three. Darren, what did you get?
1: I rolled a five. I rolled a two with a plus
3: three.
0: You guys are so bad at this.
3: Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, Runal, you're great at this. <laughs> All right. The order will be Runal, then the cultists, then the cult fanatics, then Darren, then Jet. All right, Runel, you are making the opening move here. What are we doing? They're
3: definitely hostile coming towards us.
0: They are blocking your escape, and it looks like Two of them are about to cast spells at you. The others with daggers are, you know, getting into kind of knife fights in the general vicinity of your escape route. Cool.
3: How far away are they?
0: Uh, yeah, they're only about sixty feet.
3: Yeah, smoke them if you feet, got yeah. them. Cast fireball,
0: Jeez. Uh, sir. uh, you you will catch a couple innocent
3: people mm. in that fireball.
2: You're you're igniting a bomb in a public alleyway. Here's the
3: thing, though, it is avocation. So I do have spell sculpting. Okay.
0: Oh. Okay. So we'll we'll let you just hit
3: the bodies with this. One of the one times that that actually <laughs> is uh, narratively interesting. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cast uh, fireball. I
2: wonder what it looks like to have a carefully, precisely controlled fireball. Oh, it's
3: very cool.
0: They uh they make dexterity saving throws. You're gonna catch four of them. Cool. Two of them pass, two of them fail. So we will say that one of the cult fanatics fails and one of the cultists fails.
3: And they take, what is it, 6d6 damage? 8d6 damage. And I rolled exactly medium. I rolled a 24. The dexterous folks are gonna take 12 damage and the not dexterous folks are gonna take 24. Fire damage.
0: So here's the deal. One of the cultists immediately burns up. The other one seems like he should have burned up, but didn't. And the two cult fanatics are still standing fairly strong. Your fireball seemed a little impotent, a little weak. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And you harken
3: back. I forgot to mention, I told a really funny joke. (laughs) <laughs> and it was so funny that wasn't that was not
1: the laughter for his joke that was the laughter for the fact that he didn't have a joke
0: I mean I'll allow it so as <laughs> as as you crack that joke your fireball half reignites itself and kills the other cultists. the one cult fanatic is now looking very wounded there are two uh, cultists that didn't get caught in the fireball and there's another cult fanatic that's looking wounded but still on his feet.
2: And they start erupting and crying as they're in pain.
0: <laughs> yes, and and somehow somehow it fits with their sad-looking masks. <laughs> All right, those two cultists see you guys as a very serious threat, and they run forward and dash at you. Uh, so they are now right up, right up in the thick of you. There are these two, there are these two cultists with their curved and twisted daggers uh, right up in your face. The Fanatics are going to cast some spells. Um, One of them is going to cast... uh, No, they're both going to cast Sacred Flame at you guys. Um, They cast Sacred Flame at Runel. Runel, make two dexterity saves. I got a nine and a three. Well, neither of those save, so you take...
2: Do they say something as they enunciate their magic in the comedy universe?
0: No, they don't. They just say it with a long wailing cry. So you take only five points of damage.
1: Oh, interesting. They won't use... They're so against laughter that they won't use it in their own spells.
0: Uh, alright. Okay, that's Darren, your turn. You have two cultists with drawn daggers staring straight at you and, and two cultimatics like right 60 up against feet me. away. Yep.
1: Alright, then um, uh, I summon forth spirit guardians in the shape of a beautiful shimmering light that surrounds me in a 15-foot sphere and I designate uh, Gregory and uh, myself, Runel and Jet to be protected, but everyone else, when they enter that 15-foot sphere, sphere on their turn, will now take 3d8 radiant
0: damage. All right, good stuff. Jet, it's your turn. What are we doing?
2: As soon as that goes off, uh, Jet says to Darren, I was like, come, come on, Darren, this ain't no midi show. The stakes are really high here. <laughs> Ouch. That,
0: <laughs> that, um, that does it. Uh, that, that. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gregory laughs good and hard at that, and that allows Darren's spell to be fully effective. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Never gets old. <laughs> so, Jet, what are you doing?
2: Okay, so the two cultists that are in our faces are are they are already within um because he's they're near Darren. They're already within his sphere.
0: Uh, yes.
2: Are there any of them threatening me
0: at the moment? Uh, they are right up against the both of you. So there's one of them that's five feet away from you,
2: and then the other two are sixty feet away from me. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Know, knowing that, Jet is gonna take a look look at his hands, the ones that he uses all the time for smashing stuff. I was gonna say, all right, then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try this. Um, You're like, all right, it's hug time, and he's gonna run up to one of them and embrace one of the cultists, and then attempt to shock him. Okay,
0: so you are enlarging, right? I have not yet. Uh, Is the hug
2: time the joke, or um? Well, Darren, I'm telling you, this is. They're they aren't listening to me. They're going one in one ear and out the other. Uh, hug time.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, the cow jokes are gonna be great oh, here. Alright, so you uh yeah, so you run up to this guy that's right in front of you and you cast shocking grasp
2: and is that what is that, a con save? It's based on my intelligence. It's based on that uh my experience, so it's just a straight roll. <laughs> Holy right, so, moly, yeah. it's a
0: nineteen Alright. Nice. How much damage does he take? Not, uh, just
2: not the just one d8. That's it. Oh, five lightning damage.
0: Okay. He uh he shakes and
2: shudders and he's pretty hurt. And now he cannot take reactions until the start of my next turn. And now with that done, um, now that now, once he's done being shocked, I was like, well, that was easy. And I will um I look up his leg, and then. Then I will I will use Giant's Smite to, tr- to turn large as a bonus action, and then I w- now that he um he cannot take a reaction his friend probably could, but since he cannot take reactions, I'm going to run away towards uh 30 feet towards the other guys.
0: Okay, there we go. Uh, his friend can't reach you, so you're gonna be you're you're heading right towards him. Okay, cool. Uh, at this point, it is Gregory's turn. We almost forgot about him. Uh, he looks at the guy that you just shocked, and he says, "Ah, uh, well, you know, there's nothing for it, but uh," and he just takes a big meaty fist and smashes it into him, or he tries to smash it into him, and he does like a a big wide swing, and it misses, and he does a little pirouette and almost falls over. Uh, Runel, it is now your turn.
3: And we just have the two guys left, or just one.
0: Uh, There's two guys right in front of you. One of them is very wounded. Uh, And there's two guys 60 feet away. One of them is very wounded.
2: And the two close are about to be blasted by spirit guardians. Yeah, so the one that's far
3: away, I have in my Wand of uh, Spell Saves, right? Is that what you called it? Yes. Wand of Spell slot Saves. Um, Yesterday I had saved uh mage armor, ice knife and magic missile at a, a magic missile at level two. Um, so I'm gonna cast ice knife from my wand. that's at that's also at a second level, I believe. Uh, but it doesn't use a spell sh- it doesn't use a spell slot because that's saved from yesterday. That's true. It doesn't. Um, yeah. So that is plus eight to hit for a total of twenty-one. To the wounded guy.
0: It's actually for a total of eleven. Oh no no no!
3: I, because as it shoots out of my wand, I say, I I point my wand to him and I say, chill.
2: Aww.
0: <laughs> okay. Stay cool, bird boy. <laughs> Cool up! Ice to meet you.
3: What killed the dinosaurs? Killed the, dinosaurs? dinosaurs. The, the
2: Ice Age.
3: I like that all three of us at the exact same time.
2: Such
0: a good joke, though. Uh, yeah. So actually,
3: um, you 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 were gonna do how much damage? No, it's twenty-one to hit. Initially, it is just three damage um, on the hit. Um, but the shard then explodes, and that target and creatures within five feet of it must make a dex save. Okay,
0: um, so, uh, let's see here. So there's the one person needs to do a dex save. He fails his dex save, and they both fail their dex saves. One got a natural one. Um, and... One of them, so it it hits the wounded one and explodes, Yeah, so it hits
3: the wounded one and he takes three piercing damage.
0: He actually takes six piercing damage uh, because you got a lot of laughter involved in that one.
3: So after he takes that, then it explodes and you said they both failed their deck save? Yep. Well, then they're both going to take eight cold damage.
0: Okay, at that point it'll just be the the standard eight damage, but that is enough to kill the first one. Um, The second one looks very wounded.
3: I put that one on ice for you guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the cultists are going to start their turn contending with the spirit guardians. Uh, One of them rolls an 18 and one of them rolls an 8.
1: On a failed save, the creature takes a 3d8 rating damage. On a successful save, okay, so it takes half as much, so I need 3d8. Do I have 3d8 currently? (laughs) Yes. Give me a second. Um, so the one who missed a save takes 10, and the one who didn't takes um, uh, dah, 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 5. But so did that. I, I don't have to make someone laugh because I already cast a spell, right?
0: Because um, you already cast. No, yeah. This one, this one. when you cast the spell, that's when you needed the laughter. So, and yeah.
1: Jet, jet got some laughter for me.
0: Yeah. Yes, he did.
1: Well, they just take damage in that sphere. Then I will cast Guiding Bolt that's an instantaneous attack and not concentration. Uh, Actually, no, wait—they're right in front of me.
0: I'm just—you killed here. both occultists.
1: Oh, I did. They're already—they both
0: died. Yeah, they both died. Is
1: there any—is there any cultists left in front of me?
0: Uh, No, there's a cult fanatic 60 feet away from you.
1: <laughs> then I am casting guiding. Power.
0: And they, and and they died in just horrendous agony, like they were just sizzled alive by these bright radiant lights.
2: Delightful. At the last moment that they you see a smile and they're like, no, not a smile.
0: <laughs> um, some, Somewhere from the courtyard of fighting, you hear the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> 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 so the the remaining fanatic is going to cast. Let's see here. The remaining fanatic is going to. Uh reach around his throat for a necklace, pull off a bead and hurl it at you.
1: No, oh. he has a necklace of fireball.
0: It's not a unique item. Oh, uh, so Darren evil. and Runel, please make dexterity saving throws.
3: Oh, and an I can't man. even counterspell that right? I don't think I can because it's not actually casting a spell. I'm not going to anyway.
1: Well, that's a that's a twelve.
3: That's also a twelve. <laughs> Wait, you said you... Runel and Jed or Runel and Darren?
0: Runal and Darren. Okay. Because you're the only ones who haven't moved. Oh.
3: Wait, you said um, you said so Darren um, and what was Patrick Warburton's name? Gregory. Oh, yeah, and Darren Gregory. And
0: Gregory, right? Gregory also has to make a duck save. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, Gregory. <laughs>
3: uh, I was just trying to make a joke <laughs> to get it off of me. I didn't think it would actually... Uh... <laughs> oh,
1: wait. Yeah, how close to death are you? Me?
0: Ah, like 27 yeah. away. Okay. So, um Patrick Warburton, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Gregory did make his save. Um, lucky. Uh so 24. So, but it only does 12 damage to you guys and it only does 6 damage to Gregory. Um because
1: it does 12
2: These damage. are
0: that's half of 24.
2: Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Um okay. All right, Darren, it's your turn.
1: Uh so I'm going to go up to uh Runal actually. And cast cure wounds. I'm gonna touch his shoulder and cast cure wounds and say, "I just thought I'd offer a helping hand." And uh, that is what is it? It
0: is. Was oh, is that supposed to be the joke?
1: No.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Offering a helping hand.
2: Um,
0: okay.
1: One D8
2: plus your spellcasting modifier. Okay then. So yeah. Um, uh, and then Jed will say, "Don't you mean a helping hoof?" <laughs>
1: ha! I'm perturbed by your puns.
0: <laughs> so, uh, okay, sorry. I uh, I'll give it that. Where like, the way this plays out is that Jet makes the joke. Darren glares at him, and Gregory and Gregory laughs at that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Um, I, I I healed him for for 12 damage, and then because I'm. Because I still have sorcery points, I'm going to use Quicken Spell to throw a cantrip and throw a firebolt at the farther fanatic. And I'm not going to make a pun because I know if I try, it's going to fail horribly. Um, 19, so 25 to hit.
0: 25 hits?
1: Sweet. And that's a uh, 1d10, and we will calculate half damage at
2: that go around. Darren, you gotta seize, seize every moment. Don't give up. Oh my
1: gosh. That's 7 damage. If that <laughs> <laughs> I chuckling cast the fireball at, at um at the fanatic and Oops. do uh seven damage.
0: So it does so we're just gonna say that one rounds up. You do four damage. Uh that was that was a chuckle. That was not necessarily a laugh. <laughs> um but we'll round we'll use that to round up. So you do four damage and he's still standing. Jet, it's your turn.
2: I'm probably within 30 feet, yes? You are. I say, well, yeah, as a big guy, I guess my de- voice would be deeper. Uh, uh, you're not wasting anybody else's time. And I just take a few big steps forward so that I'm within 20 feet. And, like, this ain't magic, but you guys need a better mood of it. And I chuck my dwarven thrower. Okay,
0: uh, make an attack roll.
2: Uh, and because this is insane, that is a that is a six, but with a plus ten to hit, so that's sixteen. Yeah, that hits. Okay, then then we have got some things are going to happen. <laughs> so for a variety of reasons, this is going to do a lot of damage. That is going to do twenty-four bludgeoning damage. You uh, shot
0: this man. To you the throw this. It's a. Blood so it's a throwing hammer or is a throwing it's a axe?
2: it's i'm it's basically here.
0: okay that's right yes 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 um so you throw this hammer and it smashes into the cultist's mask smashes the mask smashes the face behind the mask smashes the brain behind the face oh boy and knocks the cultist. Very, very dead to the ground. Uh, you guys now have an open passageway to the um, to the alley behind you, and the other cultists seeing how you guys really, really hammered these guys, <laughs> hammered. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, they scatter and they run away, and the um, you see no sign of the street preacher who was talking about sorrow, and uh, Gregory takes you guys and leads you down the central uh, street leading away from the entrance and uh, after a few minutes going street to street he ducks you guys into a tavern with a picture of a duckling with an afro on it called the Funky Duckling Tavern and uh, he sits you guys down at a table uh, you know, a little breathless, you guys have been exerting yourselves and Says, "Uh, well, uh, you guys are pretty good in a pinch there. I can see why the professor sent you. Well done.
1: Gregory, why weren't any authorities involved in that incident? You said they wouldn't come, but not really why.
0: You know, if we're going to be a little meta here, that was only a few moments of time.
1: True, but I mean, like...
0: If every time you do something, it takes roughly six seconds.
1: But, but... But I am assuming there was uh, witnesses to that event, and that we might be uh, known now.
0: Uh, that's possible. Uh, that's possible. So we might have to keep a vaguely low profile. But I'll I'll be honest with you. Uh, everyone is pretty well fighting for their survival, so there's a chance they don't have particularly accurate descriptions
2: of you. All right, fair enough. We can wind it back as we were walk as we were escaping the scene. Uh, can Jennifer, like. Kind of clocked around to see if anyone was um noticed us or was trailing us or anything seems suspicious
0: uh sure yeah make a perception check uh 16. you see like some people took notice of you but no one's paying special attention no one's like staring no one's trying to get a beat on you no one's following you
2: even with the bloody scene of dead bodies
0: uh yeah most people are you know trying to care for the wounded or, I mean, this is this was a, you know, this was a savage attack. Uh, people are, you know, kind of still in... This, this sort of thing is not unusual in the comedy universe uh, because it's very, very bloody. But, yeah, most people were just trying to take care of business, whether that was defending themselves or caring for the wounded or trying to piece their shop back together, whatever.
2: Yeah, so this happens all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Alright, so you guys are sitting down at the table in the Funky Duckling Tavern, and that's where we will end this session. Guys, thank you for being great players. Listeners, thank you for being great listeners. And as always, thank you to my wife, who lets me play Dungeons & Dragons as a hobby. Uh, We'll see you guys next time. Should we have a sign-off? Should we we try to have a sign-off? You know, greetings, adventurers. Says, keep it
3: dicey. You stay like, classy, Forgotten Realms. <laughs> yeah. You stay classy, Faerun. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just to make sure that that's exactly what my uh what what my sheet here says. Otherwise, you know, I might just read anything. <laughs> um. Anyway, we'll come up with a sign off later. Good luck. Take luck. All right. Bye.